Welcome to the Watch This Way podcast. I'm James Gabriel. You can find me on Twitter at, at JamesGabriel underscore. My name is Chase Brown. You can find me on the internet under the handle at Brown Chase. Today, talking about a few things. We're going to start off with what some are calling the death of the Star Wars uh, universe with uh, the one year anniversary of The Last Jedi being this. Was it this weekend or today? Um, today. The 15th of. Uh, December 15th, 2017. All right. So we'll be diving into a little bit more on that. Um, we'll also be talking about how uh, Henry Roll has been declared not leaving Superman by the Jason Momoa, the most electric Justice League member. Uh, then we'll dive into a little bit on how the Russo brothers say that they're not thinking that Superman's the easiest uh, superhero to portray. We have some thoughts on that. Uh, then we'll dive into a little bit on the Black Widow cinematographer being from Mission Impossible, one of the best movies this year. And then a little worse news on the Black Widow movie about uh, Lucretia Martel being told by Marvel that they will handle the action scenes. Then we're getting a little scandalous on this podcast, Chase. We're diving into the Dora Explorer drama. With, uh, with the actress, are you calling that it they, drama? They picked. Yeah, well, are you calling it we're, Dora we're the foreseeing this drama. drama. We're foreseeing this drama. <laughs> the drama surrounding. I can feel it. I can feel it. The live action Dora the Explorer film. <laughs> Let's get uh, into it. And then, well, one one last thing. Yeah, we got a, we got a new segment on uh, whose house we'd like to wake up on on Christmas morning, and whose house we would not like to wake up. on. On Christmas. And for reference, these are houses of uh, families from film and television, not of people that we know personally. Right. Because that'd just be weird on a movie podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to be talking about uh, your families. <laughs> not today. Not today. Not on this episode. That's next week. Let's, <laughs> let's dive into that first topic, though. The one year anniversary of what I would agree with is... The, death the, the day Star the Star Wars, Wars died, you agree with that notion? I agree with that notion. All right, cool, good. I don't know if it's dead, but I'm I'm not happy. Um, <laughs> all I know is that when last year, when I was a bright, happy, shiny twenty-two-year-old, um, in my youth, going to see Star Wars: The Last Jedi, uh, I think up to that point. That was probably the most excited I've been for. Uh, I don't know. I, I would say The Force Awakens probably was the most excited I've been for. Yeah, because it's the first one coming back. Um, but The Last Jedi definitely, because I was one of those people that liked The Force Awakens. Right. So, Last Jedi was like I was, I was, I was in, and I was ready. And I'm also one of those people that came out of the other end liking the movie, and it wasn't until. Um, the next couple of days started rolling around and I started talking to people really and I started like looking at the user, specifically the user reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, like the week after the last Jedi was released was incredible to look at. Yeah. People talking about, oh, this is the first time I'm signing up for Rotten Tomatoes because I have to talk shit on this movie. Um, this is the day officially that Star Wars died let's petition it 
Um, people, people just, just trampling it. It got trampled by users. The critic. I'm not sure what the. Uh, I'm not sure what the, the the critical um, rating the is sitting at for the Last Jedi. But the audience trampled it for a while. Um, sitting at a 91 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, from from critics. Um, their feelings have kind of regressed. They're not as into the movie as it were. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll kind of let you go because you are kind of on the flip side of this. Yeah, now I've, I've hated everything that's happened so far. I've actually been more likely to like these spinoff movies, that, which I agree they're not good. They're not great movies, but they're better than what the the main line is doing, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like they really shit on the Luke character for me. Um, and that's probably one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever. Uh, that that Leia thing, I know, I know it was one scene and it's the Force, but I just, I don't know. I, I laughed. I, I physically laughed in the movie theater when that happened. <laughs> I, th- um, I think there was a, there was a general um, puzzlement among everyone in the cinema yeah. when that uh, <laughs> moment occurred on screen. I think this movie also proved more and more to me that. If you hated Hayden Christensen in the original trilogy, you should not like Kylo Ren because they're the same fucking person. They're both emo fucks. Um, I think Ray. I don't think the. What's her name again? What I keep forgetting Ray's actress name. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. That's it. Um, I don't think she's that great of an actress. <laughs> I also think uh, that uh, she just like. Became a Jedi out of nowhere, in my opinion. Just out of curiosity, um, how many have, have how many times have you seen the Last Jedi? Just, Twice. Just okay. And, what was, was the most recent time? Through it the second time. Uh, probably over the summer, I believe it was. Okay. So okay. And I haven't seen uh, the Force Awakens since it came out. So. I really had, and I'm a, I'm the type of guy when I love a movie, I'll watch that shit a million times. Yeah, I think sure. I've seen Infinity War over twenty times. Really? Um, yeah. See, oh, that's absolutely. that's I've I once. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's like it's like the flip for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I don't like where it's at. I, I think some of the actors they chose are bad for these movies. Um, so in the and I think it suffers from a lot of the things that you, people hated about the uh, prequels, but it's just okay because I don't know. So don't even know with um, because the Mandalorian, uh, we've kind of been getting more more news on that. Love it! They took our idea, Chase. Um, yeah, they, they literally took our idea. <laughs> they entirely. They did. said these motherfuckers on this no name podcast said. If you're going to make a Boba Fett movie, do some random bounty hunter. And they took that shit. Directly from us. Right from um, us. I think they said it. You'll be hearing from us shortly, John Favreau and team. <laughs> Could you imagine if we tried to sue John Favreau? That might be our golden ticket, though. <laughs> a class action lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, hey, you know what? What, do, what would we do? Because we talk about, how, how often are we talking about Iron Man on here? Uh, we so just much. let's go off to the Iron Man director. <laughs> I love him too. It's just I mean I feel like he took our idea. No, nah, he swooped. I it. feel robbed. It's cool. Chef is <laughs> chef's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, but see, so with the, the that with that, but we also have things like Solo 
And we also have things like yeah. um, movies getting canceled, um, this and that. So I guess in the calendar year um, of The Last Jedi, I believe Kathleen Kennedy has extended her um, time with Lucasfilm. Solo Adam came here. out um, kind of tanked. Mm-hmm. We were getting, and then we're getting the Mandalorian, and right. we got a um, what was the project that got canceled? Uh, the Obi One, or was it project? Boba Fett? Or Boba Fett? Was it Boba Fett? Boba that Fett got, got canceled. Boba Fett got sure canceled. Too. I think I think they canceled every like prequel series. They, yeah, they canceled. Uh, they canceled every story for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And they, yeah, that's that's the other thing they did. They they said they're going to, uh, and this was kind of a weird when they did that in this statement. They said they were going to go forward with, uh, all, obviously episode nine, and then mm-hmm. Benioff and Wise are still working on their projects, and they have um, the Clone War series, but they never specifically talked about Ryan Johnson's trilogy that he's supposed to be getting. Yeah, that might be canceled because um, people we'll, hated his movie. <laughs> we'll see um, what what what's going on with that. Um, but you know, a year after, I'm 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 kind of feeling at the same place for the movie. Um, I think we are getting probably a trailer for episode nine pretty soon here, so I'm excited to talk about that whenever it's. You think we'll get it this early, even though it's next Christmas? I, I feel like that's a summer trailer. I think we. I think we got uh, we got the trailer for if I'm not mistaken we got the trailer for um, the last Jedi. I th- wasn't it was I thought it was it came out and we got it in 2016. I think we got it like a year before it came out the teaser at least. That's cool. At that's least that's crazy. what I re- that's what I remember. I remember getting I remember getting the teaser like. The year before it came out, I want to say, or early the next year, or early that year. Yeah. It just feels like kind of a time where we're going to get, I don't know what we're going to get it with, because they like, you know, Disney likes to pair their stuff up. So, I, I don't really know I think know if we'll we're get getting a trailer for it, the earliest I could see it hitting is February, in my opinion. Just because it's, that's a Christmas movie next year. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, but the first thing they're going to do is a teaser, so it may yeah, not oh, even yeah, be, be anything significant. It may literally just be um, a narration from someone and the title of the film. Like that might be what we get for the next like few months until we get like actual glimpses at what's going on in the movie. So, so do you think maybe they'll follow the Marvel formula though? Because they've been they do like four months before their movies come out, they release the trailers. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know if they'll do it that specifically. Um, I mean, Disney they've got all their shit wired through the um, temple, so <laughs> they maybe uh, they own everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Who knows? Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we see a trailer for it soon. Like, I'm not giving up on Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Like, it's one of my fucking favorite things ever. Um, I'm just not happy with the place it's in. Yeah, I understand that. Kind of, kind of ready for the Skywalker story to be over, if, especially if, since I, I, think I just don't like how it's ending. I think we're nearing that place uh, more and more each day. Yeah, I think we're we're uh, we're getting we're getting close there. I think after the Skywalker is over, I think we're going to be able to. A lot more people are going to be look be able to look at this series through a different lens. 
Right. All right. Well, I hopefully they they figure it out because I mean, they I never would think in a million years that they'd be like we're holding off on a Star Wars movie, especially when they're pumping out three superhero movies a year. Yeah. There's no way the problem is the frequency of the movies. No, it's all well, it's all about the formula. It's not yeah, yeah. It's all about the formula. How you do it. How you. How and when you hit people, things like that. So, uh, getting into our our next topic, Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman. The Aquaman. I was trying to think Jason of a segue Mabella. between like Star Wars and Aquaman. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Couldn't either. Figure, I, uh, I, was, <laughs> I just kind of just dove into it. Could have talked there's about. Your, uh, um, there's your uh, <laughs> transition there. Could have talked about uh, Danny Titty and Cal Drogo. Missed it. Yeah, Cal Drogo. Missed opportunity. Uh, he said that Henry Cavill isn't leaving the role. He he kind of declared it. Uh, and Jason Momoa did take it into couple... his own hands to speak for Henry Cavill here. <laughs> but didn't we hear like a week ago or something that he said that him and Ben aren't returning? I feel like Warner Brothers came to him and they were like, yo, chill with that. Um, <laughs> if anything about Ben Affleck not returning about the Batman was like confirmed. I would have heard about it. Okay. Well, I mean, I think Jason Momoa just said, but they may like, have something. He in may have handed in an interview. Yeah, he may have said that something, something like that. He might be just be talking, man. They might. He might just be hyped up off this Aquaman train and just going and telling people whatever they want to hear. Yeah, probably. And good chance with the Flashpoint movie, we see like a change in the universe somehow. So, who knows. Uh, I really want to see Henry Cavill return. We've we've already expressed this several times on this podcast. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I think we we definitely want to see him back, and we want to see uh, these movies go in a better direction. Um, shout out yeah, to Jason Momoa for having the confidence to <laughs> play fucking Aquaman to say he's yeah right to uh, and, uh, <laughs> announce the That's... the comeback of his co-star. Um, yeah, but I, there's no no bigger feat to me than being the guy who will play Aquaman. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a difficult run, and it's uh, doing really well overseas. Um, That's what I heard. The China box office like was like pretty nice, um, so I'm excited to see how it opens up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm definitely excited to see what they do. Um, and while we're on the subject. Uh, we saw an article recently that a lot of their music is based off of the Blade Runner 2049 movies. That was and, uh, interesting to kind of see to me. Um, yeah. Because I love that. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, Blade Runner 2049, the score, the the track Seawall. <laughs> it's disgusting. You'll thank me. Thank me later. Please. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> it's 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 gross. It's a fantastic track. Hearing in the theater was one of the sickest experiences um, that I've had in recent memory. Very yeah. I, but yeah, that makes me excited I'm to hear on that. Uh, hear the music and see this movie. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, while we're on Superman, good old Russo Bros, the, the Russo superhero Bros. guys. Uh, they say Superman is hard to portray in movies as a uh, as a character. Yeah, and and you got some words on that, right, Chase? Yeah, I I I, I didn't love. I mean, I understood um, what they were saying. I just don't mm-hmm. know how much 
Um, so basically, their, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read their quote verbatim. They said, the more powerful a character is, the more difficult to deal with the character on a narrative level. A storyteller right. and the way we explore characters, we always look for vulnerabilities in characters because that's where characters become interesting. They're superficially right. interesting in their strength, but they get much more depth when you find where they don't have the kind of strength in general. The more powerful the character is, the more tricky that is. Right. I understand and, that to a point. Like, I understand mm-hmm. the notion um, of, of what they mean. Um, right. That it's, it's, it's tough to make someone that is so good at everything that more interesting. Right, so it's like especially where, since he's good and good to guys. Where are their flaws? But I think Superman is a specific, specific character where um, it's 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 it should be easier to get those vulnerabilities because of uh, who he is on the flip side of being Superman because of Clark Kent because mm-hmm. he's this alien who um, happened to crash land down on these um, happy farm people who were just just good people he could have crash landed on some assholes but that's not where it went crash landed on some good happy people grew up a farm kid and is just like a journalist and has these insecurities about himself and his personal life with his family not knowing uh um what's what what he should pull to who he is all these things and i think that is um i think that filmmakers have had uh, a problem, a problem, putting it on on screen, not because it's difficult for people to care about the character, just because they've, but but specifically because they've missed the mark. They mm-hmm. haven't they haven't given people the tools to want to care about the character. They've done these. They're they're going for, uh, ooh, look, this is dark and gritty. This is dark and gritty. Like, ooh, uh, we got this. We got like we're gonna throw. Um, Batman in this movie when we should just probably do a sequel where you can learn more about this dude. And, right. uh, ooh, uh, Lex Luthor's here. Ooh, Doomsday's here. Like, they, they, they just, they're throwing too much at you at one point. They're not giving you time to learn about those vulnerabilities. So I don't think it's not that um, they're not there and that it's more difficult. I just don't think those tools are being used. Okay. See, I can see what they're talking about in, like, Justice League, for example. Superman didn't die in Batman v Superman. Like, that movie would have been ten minutes. He came in and whooped Steppenwolf's ass by himself. He did. Like, that that dude fucked shit up when he rolled in. Yeah. So I could see how that's, like, hard to do, especially when, like, you can't kill him unless but you I got think this one some, thing. I think that's some of the, the charm, kind of, though, because you can use an example like that for later on because it's just like um in one of my favorite uh one of my favorite moments is uh in an animated series where um they're trying to kick they're trying to like talk about batman they're trying to kick him out um of the justice league because of the fail safe he made to mm-hmm. destroy anybody um just in case like they they tipped and they're, they, you know, like they couldn't be controlled anymore. Okay. And like they, they went, they went bad or something like that. And I think that's what they needed to do. That's what they, that's what, that's where, in my opinion, you need to have Superman's end. You need to start Superman in a very grounded place 
And then if you're going to go a direction with him where they've been going with Justice League, where you're going to make him come in and whoop ass and just that be the thing, make that the anchor for the series and then make him become, uh, make him be this powerful person and kind of lose himself in that. Because when he's Clark Kent, he has, he has so much Clark Kent time. Like his Clark Kent time is equal to like Peter Parker time. Yeah. And in my opinion, and we learned a lot about, uh, Spider-Man through Peter Parker. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. So you I think we just give more time. Like... Just give more time to, to have those emotions. I just, I just think they waste too much time just trying to throw everything at us and 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 misstep and they move on to the next thing instead of trying to take the value of what they what they've done. Yeah, I think also like you touched on a good point earlier where Superman has flaws that you can touch on where it's like in almost every story where he like loses Lois Lane, he goes crazy and just starts like becoming absolutely like, a nuts, ruler. bro. Absolutely not. Yeah. So it's like the, you got to find the stories where it brings Superman down to that level. I think you brought up the uh, how the Russo brothers did Thor really well, even though he's a super powerful character. And right. I was thinking on that, and you're you're absolutely right. Like he is a super powerful character. He doesn't. He has more weaknesses than Superman, but I mean he's a god, so right. It's like the same level. And but Marvel did a really good job, even though those movies weren't great, of showing how Thor came in the first movie from a place where he was the cockiest motherfucker. He thought he was a battle-ridden warrior. He mm-hmm. thought he couldn't lose a battle. Yep. And then as the movies go on, he loses more and more. The Dark World, he loses his mom. Also thinks he loses Loki. Yeah. Uh, loses his father in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Uh, loses his sister in Ragnarok. And then he loses... Uh, his brother and his best friend in the beginning of Infinity War, and half of half Asgard. and half his people, <laughs> and and that scene with him and Rocket chilling on the ship, yeah, that's such a powerful scene, yeah, because you you see the loss in Thor's eye, you can see that he's learned that he's not just has to go in head first because he's going to win the fight. Mm-hmm. He realized he's got to come back, he's got a plan, and he's got to come at this with a with some sort of thought to it, with a with a rhyme or a reason to it. And and you see that when he goes, he gets Stormbreaker, and he comes and he fucks Thanos up. But uh, <laughs> and I think uh, I think that's the I think Thor is the perfect example of that too, because Thor, yeah. uh, in a lot of people's eyes, is a misstep, and Thor: right. Dark World, in a lot of people's eyes, is a misstep. And they and they they took the elements from the movies, and they said they didn't say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna not gonna we're gonna shield our eyes from these and we're gonna avoid talking about them they said okay we're still gonna use these elements and we're gonna make them work and we're gonna make a better movie and we're gonna make this uh we're gonna make you care about this character who can do pretty much everything thor comes in and diffuses and at the end of infinity war and diffuses the situation in a matter of seconds for the for the most part like and but we still care about that character so deeply And, and the same yes. could be done with Superman. They just need they just need to figure it out. And I would love for them to figure it out. I, I agree actually. I, I came into this topic before we were about to shoot where I was like kinda on the Russo Brothers side because I would argue that we haven't really seen a great super Superman movie yet. Um I think Man of Steel was the closest thing to a good one. Um and I think I think we can get one. Especially after thinking about it like how I thought about Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can get there. I think the Russo brothers are actually wrong here. I think I think you can portray, I think you can portray Superman 
well, you just got to pick the right story and you got to pick the right aspects of his life to portray. Yeah, absolutely. You just got to, um, you have to, yeah, you have to use the tools that are there. I mean, they're mm-hmm. there. It's, there's a lot of them. And DC has a ton of great stories that you can choose from. It's just a matter of getting the right people to do it, I feel. Yep. Staying on the topic of superhero news, though, I guess she's not superhero, but um, Black Widow, the cinematographer from Mission Impossible, will be doing the Black Widow movie. Yeah, that's... Uh, I love that. Yeah, no, um, great. I think that's... Spy movie really interesting. spy yeah, cinematography. Um, that, I was going to say, uh, not only is Mission Impossible uh, Fallout just like a... a great looking movie mm-hmm. like just absolutely stunning but um the material is close to what you would want to see in a black widow movie right um so the cinematographer coming in here is um going to be rob hardy i think his, his name is uh it's going to be very interesting to see what he can do um with a black widow movie and what kind of stakes we can see and what kind of what, what we're going to put scarlett johansson through if this yeah. movie ever comes out, yeah, I, I thought I, I honestly thought she would be one of the ones who was like kind of done after Infinity War. I think she loves it, man. I think she, I think she, I think she's, I think she's in it for the long haul because yeah, like she, she's still she doing other stuff. Do you think that uh, so like Black Widow's character is a lot like that? Uh, what's that movie with Jennifer Lawrence that came out that was about the Russian Red Sparrow? Or, Red Sparrow. I think so. It's do you think that's gonna have like a lot of like similarities because they ha- that was like Black Widow's backstory? <laughs> yeah, I mean it 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 depends on what direction when they do it they go yeah. with it. If they're if we're going to do a Natasha Romanoff story, that's like um, I don't think they'll do an early years story. We could. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I don't want an early years story. Yeah. I want like I Natasha think after the shit. If we thing. if we do a thing where she's just like. Um, if it's post Avengers, post Endgame, and she's just like, um, y'all can handle this. I'm gonna go hang out and do my own thing, and she <laughs> um, gets into some slippery stuff. I think that would be more likely the story I would like to see rather than just like some early year stuff. Or, and if it's gonna be a Black Widow movie, make it a Black Widow movie. We don't need to. I mean, you can put Hawkeye. You could put Hawkeye in it, but we don't need to make it a um, we can give her if you're gonna give her her own movie, give her own movie. Let her take the reins and let her do it. Right. Um, staying on the topic here, uh, Lucretia Martel, the director of the Black Widow movie, was told by Marvel that they could take care of the action scenes. Yeah. So they were they were eyeing her up, I guess, for the project. Um, so if you're not familiar with this director, she is uh, an Argentinian director. She um, um, is known not not for many films that are uh, terribly popular popular in the U.S., but um, very uh, high credited filmmaker. And when she was being eyed up for this, they told her that they were interested in having her direct, but they wanted, but Marvel, uh, the studio was going to basically handle the action sequences. Yeah, and. And I, my first thought was, they're portraying it as a, as a sexist thing, it seems like, in the article. But my first thought on this was, 
I feel like Marvel has a very certain style. Yeah. And everything in the Marvel Universe is, I don't know, set up so specifically. Like, Kevin sure. Feige has, I mean, he directs everything in that, basically, universe. Yeah. And I could see why they would want it. Black Widow has a specific, like, fighting fighting way. Like, manu- I, I don't know. <laughs> maneuver. Mm. Uh, but, like, you should let the director handle that. Uh I think that's not an offer you make. I don't know if it's a sexist thing. I the the um, way I look at it is I don't think it's necessarily a sexist thing either. But the way I look at it is if you're going to bring on a director because of like what they've done because of their work, mm-hmm. like give them the confidence to say, "Hey, you can really do this thing." Like I know there has to be um, right. some sort of studio interpretation as far as the, the movie goes, but like to say oh we're, we'll we'll handle this like just do just have in-house directors and just don't even put names on it yeah like and screw it <laughs> i Why? see marvel like wanting to like make sure everything matches with the timeline and doing stuff like that in the movie like making sure that shit happens but to choose something as specific as the action scenes is kind of weird to me yeah i don't know uh i kind of want to see marvel side i really don't think they're they're sexist. I feel like they're very empowering towards women, uh, especially with the Star Wars universe recently. Uh, that's it's all Disney. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you got to let the director handle it because, like you said, that that probably takes your confidence down when that when someone tells you, "Yeah, we'll handle this part." Probably the biggest part of your movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the... So I could see how she'd be offended by that. And then she also kind of um, she went on to um, kind of shit on. Um, other Marvel, Marvel movies. a little bit. She yeah. um, she stated things like uh, something. I guess I think she may have requested. Uh, she said that um, they do some different with the special features because there's too many laser lights, as she referred to them. Um, she also said that the the scores of the movies were quite jarring, and that watching Marvel movies are like pain for the ears. I heavily disagree with that. Um, and she... Uh, you heavily disagree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. the scores are great in those movies. And she... Uh, she, I guess she... Yeah, so that's that's where she stands, I guess. So I think she might have said some of that stuff just because she's mad. I think saying that the score is awful is just a lie. Um, I think... Uh, They've done a really good job of giving characters music that matches their character. Uh, the last Ragnarok movie, for example, um, that music was unreal. What Taika Waititi did, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. It's not what Taika Waititi did, but whoever I don't know who scored that movie. But the the digital form of the music in that movie was awesome. Also, like in Infinity War, I think when characters would come in, like Cap's entrance, we talked about this recently. His theme came on. I, I got goosebumps when that shit happened. I got fucking goosebumps. So, I don't know what this bitch is talking about, but just direct your movie. And like, I understand you're mad about the action scenes, but don't just start being pissed. Um. Well, I don't think she'll be touching any movies in the. Marvel Cinematic Universe anytime soon. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, these comments might have might have might have done did it for her. 
Yeah, no, I I don't think she's gonna be directing this movie much longer. <laughs> no, they. I mean, no, they they didn't. They never officially had it. They were just ironing her up for it, and oh, okay. and ironing her up for it. They, um, I I think those were some of the things they said to her, and then, obviously, in not going with her, she felt comfortable stating what she stated publicly. Yeah. Now, we got to get into it. Dora the Explorer movie is coming out. Ooh, Dora the oh, you mean Dora the Explorer NC seventeen? Yep. The Dora Explorer movie. Uh, uh, is this on your radar? No, I didn't even know it was happening <laughs> until I fucking saw that uh, Benicio del Toro is going to be the voice of Swiper. Benicio del Toro is voicing Swiper the Fox. Um, Great pick. I, I think. don't. I don't know who the casting uh, director is for this. Uh, film, but congratulations, you figured it out. Right, absolutely, you did it. Congrats. So this is going to be a live action motion picture. Yeah. Um, cool. What I didn't know is that they're going with an older Dora. They're going with a a a a seventeen uh, year old. Well, the actress seventeen, Isabella uh, Monair. Um, mm-hmm. Ohio native, shout out! Shout out! Um, <laughs> she um she is she's seventeen years old and she's playing um Dora the Explorer. That's uh now when I hear that initially, my my confusion lies in I don't know I'm not sure who the audience is because Dora the Explorer was on I don't know I don't know if Dora the Explorer still runs. I don't know if that show is still I have no clue. on um, television, but I think most of its popularity was early two thousands. Yeah, our gener our generation really. So up. is it for us? Are we supposed to see? I don't, like. Are we supposed to see Dora the Explorer in theaters? Because I'm looking at these images, and it doesn't look like like the images looks like if this was tweeted out by. Um, and no, no disrespect to Isabel Monair. I'm sure she's a very hardworking actress in this movie, and it's going to be this movie's going to turn out fine. But the, but if the, if this picture of her, like this set picture, was tweeted by Pornhub's account, <laughs> and oh God, <laughs> it was Dora, Dora the Horror Explorer or something, their next like video, their next exclusive, I would totally not even question it because that's exactly what this is looking like to me. Yeah. It no, looks I, weird. I I'm I'm sure all of this will look fine in context. Like when we get a trailer, like you get a little glimpse of backpack in the thing. Like you can't see its mouth yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if that is a face and shit. It's got to have a face, which is the weirdest thing. It's got it's it doesn't have a face at all times, but it'll have a face sometimes. That's interesting. And like, does her map talk in this movie? Maps gotta talk. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. Swipe for no swiping. Where you trying to go, bitch? But like, you're right. Does this show even run anymore? Do kids even know who Dora the Explorer is? I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I know. I do know that they did at one point make Dora a little bit older. I know she was like, because you remember, because Dora had that cousin Diego, and Diego was a straight-up goon. Mm-hmm. Diego had his own yeah, joint. Nah, go, Diego, go. Diego was hard, bro. 
but they made Dora older at some point. Uh, they made her like a preteen, but I don't know if they ever went the full, the full, the full swing with teenage Dora. Uh, so the show ended in 2015. Really? So I guess some of the people will know about it. Some kids. Okay. But it's. I feel like that's. I don't know. But then you hear like, oh, we're get we're grabbing Benicio del Toro. Then like you say, okay, well this movie is for me then. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, is this gonna like, be once like once I saw Benicio, I was like, ooh, I might like Toro. Is this gonna be more on brand of like something like what we associate with, um, children's like stuff? But it's something like Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Where it could maybe be like an off-brand like comedy? Could that be a thing? Could like. What I would my my idea have you seen the um like it's a very Brady movie and a very Brady sequel or like the Brady Bunch movie things like that where it's like no I haven't seen the movies of the Brady Bunch though so um their their character so in the movie they're playing the characters like set from the television series mm-hmm. but the movie the the movie that's set in the um i think it's the, i think it came out in the 90s the movie's set in the 90s like 95 but they're playing the characters as if they're still live in the 70s but everyone around them lives in the 90s okay so it's just like an off brand kind of just like <laughs> wacky thing the the movies are the movies are really funny actually um yeah, give them a watch they're not like the, they're not like the show at all like the show is like um, it's it's new actors playing the characters. Kind of real. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really funny. They're really funny. Yeah. Um, but if if Dora is Dora gonna be like that, where she's like people are just like why is where did why is this girl on so many adventures by herself? <laughs> like who's watching her? Like, like, what's going on? Is that um, a monkey that she's chilling I, with? Is <laughs> Andy Circus gonna rip her face off? When Andy Circus is announced as playing Boots in this movie, oh, yeah. that's when we know that this is for us. Yeah, that's when we'll know. But until then, I'm I'm thinking this is just a fucking Dora the Explorer movie meant for kids. <laughs> but <laughs> until until I <laughs> Andy Circus doing CGI monkey. Could you imagine uh, if, if he's Andy's... got his red boots on? Huh? He's got his little red boots on. Are they red? I thought they were yellow. I don't know. They yeah, might red be red or yellow. I I was thinking yellow, but I I thought red too. I don't know. I He was blue. Was he a blue monkey? He he's like a grayish monkey. Okay, I think he had a yellow stomach, red boots. Yep, red boots, yellow stomach, kind of like a gray blue, and then like a pink face. Yeah, boots was hard. He was always losing his fucking boots, though, wasn't he? Boots was that his was thing? Always losing his damn. <laughs> wasn't he always just losing his fucking like boots? That's like your name, dude. Like you got to keep track of one thing. It's your fucking boots. Bro, how you keep losing them boots? <laughs> So you just gonna have a name Boots and lose your boots all the time? Okay. We see Whatever. how it is. <laughs> now, do you think Diego is in the movie? Diego's gotta be. Diego is Pedro Pascal. Wow. <laughs> wow. Electric pick. Electric pick for Diego. I love it. I'm sold. I'll buy my ticket. I already bought it. I bought mine and yours. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's bring them into this new segment we're doing. Uh, it's not the segment. It's just like a little little thing we're doing, and we picked a couple families from um, movies and TV, 
and uh, we decided which family we'd like to wake up at their house on Christmas uh, Day and which family we would not like to wake up. So uh, why don't you start it off, Chase? I don't want to start. I want you to start. I feel like you I start a start? lot. Okay. I, I feel like I bring in the subject, so I was like, you know, I'll toss it <laughs> to Chase. But <laughs> So the family's house that I'd like to wake up as. That you would like to, that you would enjoy. That I would like to would be the Banks house from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That is a good choice, and I consider that myself. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first of all, they're a big baller brand. Sure. Second of all, that's like the funnest family ever. Would Will Smith be my stepbro? I'd be hype. Would you be hype? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then just seeing my brother Carlton just doing his dance all the time, like, <laughs> chill, bro. You ain't that hot. But, like, I'd, I'd still hype him up sometimes. Like, And then Phil would just get me hella gifts, and I'd be hype. You are dealing with... Uh, you are dealing with a pretty nice Christmas. Well, yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, let's think. Are there any Christmas theme? Oh, okay. Well, here, how about this? I'll throw, I'll throw a wrench in the road for you. What about okay. the Christmas that they spent at this ski resort and got robbed of all their possessions? You can't have perfect Christmases every year. <laughs> That's a good point. You do big baller things. Sometimes bad things happen. Like. People are coming for you. It's I. Right. We survive. You know what? <laughs> I respect everything about it. Yeah, uh, great pick, right? Yeah. All right. How about give me the one that you want to go to, and then I'll I'll give you my one I don't. Um. So, the family whose house I would love to wake up on Christmas morning is the Cleavers. Oh wow! From Leave It to Beaver. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. Um, that's a great fucking pick. Just very quaint. Just like I yeah. know would be a very nice, quaint, quiet morning. We're exchanging gifts. Dad's probably getting a tie. Um, I might be getting that bike. Who knows? <laughs> but all I know is that waking up that Christmas morning is going to be very quiet. It's going to be very nice. There's going to be hot chocolate. I'm probably going to be in um, a onesie. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be feeling good, and it's just gonna be. It's gonna. Everyone's gonna. Every, everything's gonna be in black and white. Ampy's gonna um, make some fire. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nice. Beeves and Wally and all of us. We're gonna be chilling. Everyone. Uh, oh man, I said Ampy. That's fucking Andy Griffith show. Um. Uh, you're doing the cleavers. Leave it to Beaver. What's the mom's name in that? She made some gas too. I think she was. Was it June? June. I think it was June Cleaver. Yeah, June Cleaver. And what was the dad's name again? Ward. The dad's name was Ward. Ward. He was just like always in his study, just reading. He was always in the study. He was reading. He was chilling. He wasn't bothering anybody. He was like being a good dad, just like doing cool dad things. Um, June <laughs> was always so in some fire. Beavis is just the Beavis is just the man. Yeah, he's just chilling. Um, um, Wally was cool. Eddie Haskell, uh, Eddie Wally's Haskell, man, homie was the fakest was cool. dude ever. Yeah. Everyone has an Eddie Haskell. Every, yeah, that's true. Absolutely, I'm yo Eddie Haskell. <laughs> um, who's your favorite character on that show? Beaver. Um, I liked, I liked, I yeah, I liked, I I did like Beaver just because he's just like. 
beaver he's just a kid and he's getting into kid shit and i always like 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 characters like um you know dennis the menace yeah characters like dennis the menace and like beaver like those are like i love those dudes because they're just troublemakers and they just cause problems for uh people they care about and that's that's the energy that i like to uh give out (laughs) i think that's a good pick he'd be nice going home nice family all American family, really. Like that's what the all American family is. I feel like, right? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Just like, at, at least back then. Now it's kind of different. Yeah. It's kind of like, probably June shouldn't always be ripping in the kitchen. Like, maybe <laughs> let her go out once in a while. But uh, let June live. <laughs> start the hashtag here. Hashtag let June live. Give June a chance. <laughs> so uh, the house that I chose that I wouldn't want to wake up in. Yeah. Tell me. Is the Marshes from South Park. Oh. Yeah, okay. no, I so Interesting. We were planning to do this kind of a similar segment before where we chose families like a mom, a dad, brother and sister and stuff. Yeah. And I had Randy Marsh as my dad. <laughs> I had Randy Marsh as my dad. He's the only one that I would be able to deal with in that family. But other than that, like that family just doesn't love each other. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Like <laughs> the South Park families are so fucked up. Like I would never want to wake up in that house. Grandpa don't, doesn't know your name. He's no, calling Grandpa you Billy. doesn't know my name. My sister beats my ass and she has braces. <laughs> like, nah, I'm not vibing. Interesting pick in the South Park universe. I think you would have gone with the McCormick family. The McCormick family Christmas oh, would be sad. McCormick family Christmas would be sad. You're right. Marsh's because they are one of the better families. Yeah, I, I'd say, mm-hmm. but still, like. I I just feel no love in that house. I feel like I'd feel I'd feel on edge. I'd, everything yeah. would be intense. Just too much going on, man. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your, I don't have much to say on that. Honestly, I think I think it speaks for itself. Um, I would hate absolutely like if I woke up on Christmas morning and I heard what. And I was just at George Lopez's house. I would, I would be pissed. Waking up in the household of the George Lopez family oh, from the Lo- from the George Lopez show would be the worst thing of all time. Yo, if you were part of the George Lopez family, I would definitely hit up your sister. Um, I, I mean, I probably would too. Damn, but like. <laughs> What, like, are you kidding? Like, just the worst thing of all time. George Lopez as a father, get get it out of here. Guy, guy's just not right. The guy's <laughs> not right. The? the guy's just yelling. The guy's yelling. He's um always he's oh he's very close with this man. Um, he he's kind of abusive to his abusive mother. Um, uh, his wife's like his wife's a smoke show, but also she doesn't really bring much to the table besides being a smoke show. Yeah. Um, his kids are gross and stupid. Um, what's the dude's name that comes over? Manny is that his name? Yeah, Manny. I forget that. That's one of the shows. I don't remember much. Or Ernie, rather. Ernie. That much growing up. Ernie. Um. But. It, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I just say, get that, get that out of my. Get face. that shit out of here. Get that family away from me, please. <laughs> At all intents and purposes. I love it. I and love they, it. And they definitely listen to 
um, to a war um, all the time. What do you What do you mean? That theme song. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, it's that's that's definitely an interesting family. I don't know if I don't remember enough about that. I really disliked that show growing up. <laughs> I just didn't like the George Lopez show for some reason. It's bad, um, dude. <laughs> it's a bad TV series. <laughs> I watched a lot of it though for some reason. So like, it was always I on, it, but I didn't like it. It was like, always on. <laughs> it was on the same block with Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, and, it would and be the like nanny after each and all other. that. It was like Nick at Night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow, what a time! <laughs> definitely, I definitely agree. I would not fuck with the Lopez house on Christmas. Nah. Nah, not about it. George just wants to chill and watch football and, like, bang his hot wife. Right. I mean, like, I vibe with that, but, like... Where do I come I don't know. Next? Maybe just stop yelling a little bit. <laughs> and maybe just, like, take care of your kids once in a while. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> that's all I got to say about George Lopez and his family. That's all I got to say about George Lopez, too. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. We loved having you. Yeah. Um, connect with us. Um, yeah, you could follow us on stuff. Uh, at, at is movie boyos b o y o s. We will be putting out some polls to see what Christmas movie you guys want us to watch to do an audio commentary for. Um, I guess that's I guess it's just a holiday movie because I don't know yeah, maybe hol- we'll put eight crazy nights in there. Anyone. Are there any Kwanzaa movies you could think of? Not off the top of my head now. All right, well we'll look it up. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll look into it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye.